Revelation 12, verse 10 says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Church, I believe if there was ever a time we needed to preach about and hear about the blood of Jesus Christ, it is today. It's right now. Now, I hate to say this, but it's true. Some folk and some of our critics have said they don't want to be a part of a movement that talks about the blood. They don't want to be a part of something that preaches about the blood. But can I tell you today, after my years of reading this precious, powerful word, from cover to cover in this Bible, you find a bloody trail. From coats of skin that were taken from animals to cover the flesh of Adam and Eve all the way back into the first book of the Bible, from the blood that was taken from each lamb so that the blood could be applied to the doorpost of the believers, from the blood that Jesus himself shed from the nails that pierced his hands and his feet as he was on the cross and from the crown of thorns that pierced his head, and on and on throughout the Bible, you will read about and read about and see a bloody gospel. The Bible even declares that the life of the flesh is in the blood. But the life of the gospel is also in the blood. Church, we need to preach about the gospel unashamedly today. It is still the blood of Jesus that saves. It's still the blood of Jesus that heals and delivers and sets free. It's still the blood of Jesus that saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. Come on, somebody. It's still the blood. I don't care if someone is hooked on crack cocaine. If he or she comes to Jesus, the blood of Jesus can wash him or her white as snow and set them free in Jesus' name. Understand deliverance will not come through a good idea. Deliverance will not come through philosophy. Deliverance will not come through programs, activities, and 12 steps, 10 steps, or 3 steps. But deliverance is a one step that will bring a mighty change in your life. And that step is a step right up under the fountain of blood. Come on. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood and lose all their guilty stains. Come on somebody shout the blood. The blood. The Bible says that without the shedding of the blood there is no remission or forgiveness of sins. It takes the blood. I don't care what kind of works or talents or skills or abilities one may have. I don't care how wonderful the church is. I don't care how nicely decorated the church is. I don't care what university you may have graduated from. I don't care if you're a singer and you can sing so high that it causes the glass to break in the lobby and the bulbs up here in the ceiling to shatter. If you don't have the blood of Jesus, if if it's not done, through the blood you have nothing at all my friend it is the blood the blood the blood that makes the difference shout again the blood 
Understand, until Jesus came, the sins of the world were still an issue. God was pacified, but He wasn't satisfied. In the Old Testament, they offered up the blood of bullocks and goats, and they, they offered up the offerings of, of pigeons and doves and all of this. They did wave offerings and drink offerings and feast of unleavened bread and the feast of Pentecost and so on. All these had only soothed God, but not satisfied Him. It had not ended the sin issue all of the lambs that were slain from Genesis to the book of Matthew all of them together could not satisfy the debt sin that had been laid upon us but look at Jesus who went in once and for all he was the only priest who was the offerer and the offering and he went in all by himself with himself and satisfied a debt that you and I could not pay and only God could be the offerer and the offering only God could be the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last. And He said, I am that I am. When Jesus went to the cross, it settled the sin issue for the blood washes and cleanses. Understand the enemy, Satan himself, would begin to work through the flesh to try to terminate Jesus Christ. He wanted Him killed because... Jesus was healing the sick and Jesus was raising the dead and Jesus was turning water into wine and Jesus was standing in graveyards calling dead folk back to life and they would come leaping up out of the tomb. Jesus was reaching out and calming storms and walking on the water. But the Bible says that the enemy was foolish when he crucified the Lord. If he would have known that he was what he was doing, he would have let Jesus keep on healing and, and blessing people because just like Samson, Jesus destroyed more enemies in his death than he did in his entire life on this earth. Understand when the enemy first began to fight against the Lord, it broke out in heaven when he was Lucifer. And Jesus said, He came into my house. He tried to whoop me in my house. But Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning. And He said, I drove him out of my house. One scripture in the Bible says, all it took was the finger of God to get him out. I've always said, it's like flicking a bug off the windshield and he's gone. It's all it took from my God. Just flick you out of here whooped him in heaven got rid of him so the devil said well if I can't whip you in your house I'll meet you on neutral ground so when Jesus came up out of the water from being baptized, the Bible says the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness and it was there that Satan would tempt him and try to whip him in the wilderness while he was at a weak and vulnerable moment. He had just finished fasting, but Jesus, even in his weak and physical state, knew too much word to be intimidated and he began to say, it is written, it is written, it is written. So Jesus rebukes him and the devil leaves him for a season and you know how, some, how it is when somebody just wants to keep picking on you they keep picking 
picking on you until you finally get fed up with it and you get tired of it and you say I've had about enough of this and Jesus I believe had gotten to that place he made up his mind I fought you in my house heaven I fought you in neutral territory in the wilderness but devil I'm about to settle this once and for all so the devil so devil this is what I'm going to do I'm going to go over into your neighborhood I'm going to walk into your house and I'm going to whip you in your own home I've got to go into the enemy's camp and I'm going to take back everything you've stolen devil so he began to tell his disciples disciples I'm going to have to die I've got to go into enemy territory fast forward a little bit they whip Jesus on the whipping post but he says I can't die on the whipping post because if I die on the whipping post then nobody will be saved because the Bible says cursed is he who hangs on the tree and if I die on the post I won't deliver the world from their sins and then the devil tried to, to kill him halfway as he's marching up Calvary's hill at a moment as he's taking the cross, bearing the cross and going up Calvary's hill, he collapses under the weight of it. The enemy tries to take him out at that point. He stumbles and he falls and they get a man to help him and he says, basically, I've got to get to the top and when I get up there it was Isaiah who said behold he goeth as a lamb to the shearers he humbled himself he became obedient unto death and then he died he died he died unto the sun uh, refused to shine he died unto the veil and the temple was rent from top to bottom he died until curses were broken and lives became blessed he died until the centurion said surely this must be the son of God he died under the thief said remember me when you come into paradise he died under graves began to open up all over the city of Jerusalem and he died I'm so thankful for the blood that was shed for my sins anybody else if Jesus had just come off that cross laid down we would not have a message to preach today where they made their mistake is when he got on the cross and they lifted him up because if they had not lifted him up we would not be sitting here this morning because I heard Jesus say and I read in the scripture oh come on somebody he said if I be lifted up I'll draw all men unto me that means black men black women white men and women yellow red Hispanic poor come on somebody anybody thankful Come on, he deserves a better praise than that. After all he did for you and me. He deserves a standing ovation, my church family. After all, he's somebody thank him for the blood today. Thank him for what he went through for us today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. I need the devil to know today. Somebody, in fact, help me preach. Say, Satan, the blood is against you. 
Satan, you're not just fighting me. You're fighting against the blood today. And because of the blood, Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, you and I don't have to take too much of the devil's junk we don't have to be who we used to be. We don't have to live in bondage today because the blood will change our heart. The blood can change our attitude. The blood can change our running habits today. Oh, come on. I'm going to need the worship team to come on back and help me. If not, I'm not going to never stop this morning. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood will cause you, come on, can I just preach this morning for just a moment? Is it okay if I just be real? Come on. The blood, the blood will cause somebody to get up from the bar stool at the bar on a Friday night and walk out of that door and never turn back to it again. The blood of Jesus will cause somebody to get up out of that hotel room in the middle of the night in a place you have no business being in. Mm -mm. The blood of Jesus will cause you to hang up on an old lover. The blood of Jesus will help you stop texting folks that you shouldn't. The blood of Jesus will cause you to flush that bag of dope down the toilet that you don't have no business fooling with. The blood that Jesus shed for me and you. The blood is what we need to preach today. I'm not ashamed of the blood. The blood. There's deliverance in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's life in the blood. There's joy and victory in the blood. Somebody can thank God for your new car, but I'm going to thank Him for the blood today. Somebody can thank Him for a new home today, and that's all right, but I'm going to choose to thank Him for the blood today. Somebody can thank Him for that new outfit or that hairdo or that hair don't today, but I choose to thank Him for the blood that was shed for me because the blood delivers and the blood sets free and the blood cleanses and the blood washes. Somebody shout the blood, the blood, the blood. Look at three people this morning and say the blood can bring you out. When folks talk about you, just plead the blood of Jesus. When folks bring up your past, just bring up the blood and plead the blood of Jesus. When folks try to scandalize you, just plead the blood of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus be against you. Somebody needs to hear me today. If you've been washed in the blood, Satan can try many things against you, but they won't work. The blood will build a wall around you. The blood, the blood. The blood must be applied. They applied the blood to the doorposts. Children of Israel did. And God sent the death angel to pass by. And everywhere the blood had been applied, he passed by. He could not enter in and do any harm. I believe in that. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family every day. I plead the blood of Jesus over you every day in this house, in this church. 
We need to get back to pleading the blood. When you're cooking dinner, plead the blood, somebody. When you're washing those clothes, take a moment and plead the blood. When you're driving down the road, just plead the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus over your house. Plead the blood of Jesus over your children. Plead the blood of Jesus over your marriage. It's not too late. Plead the blood of Jesus over your family. I've told my kids, I pray over you since you was born. I pled the blood of Jesus over you. As our children get up and grow older, we can't always be with them and know what they're doing and control their lives. But I can still plead the blood over them. I can still pray over them. I've told mine, I said, if you get out there and you begin to mingle and do things you shouldn't and try things you know you shouldn't, I pray over mine. I pray, I pray tough prayers. I pray, Holy, you can ask my kids. Holy Ghost, eat them up. Convict them. If they do something and all of their friends are having a big old time partying up, eat them up so bad that they're miserable. I heard a preacher say this one time. He said before he got saved, he was out in the world and he would get around his buddies. He'd start drinking. He'd start snorting stuff and trying stuff. And he came from a pastor's home, but he got influenced by the wrong crowd, started going the wrong direction. But he had a praying, godly mother who got on her knees and pled the blood of Jesus over his life. Come on, somebody. He said all his friends would be taking this and getting high on this. They'd be seeing pink elephants and all this craziness and he said I'd be seeing the four horsemen and the apocalypse and the rapture taking place why? because he had a praying mama who pled the blood of Jesus and that's what kept him and today he's a minister of the gospel I'm telling you when you plead the blood the blood still works I feel the Holy Ghost in here today we need to get back to pleading the blood. Somebody lift your hands right now. Come on, stand with me. I'm about to quit. Stand with me in this place. Open your mouths and begin to say, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood, the blood, the blood. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, the devil is nervous right now because we're talking about the blood. Hell is nervous right now because we're talking about the blood. Demons are trembling right now because we're talking about the blood. Addictions are leaving off of people in this room right now because we're pleading the blood. Disease is leaving somebody's body right now because we're pleading the blood. Oh, come on, chains are being broken right now because we're pleading the blood. Somebody plead the blood. Someone in this room is being healed right now because we're pleading the blood. A tumor is shrinking in somebody's body right now because we're pleading the blood. High blood pressure is coming down right now because we're pleading the blood. Fear, anxiety, and depression is leaving somebody right now because we're pleading the blood. Somebody say, I plead the blood. Come on, help me. Plead the blood. Things are happening right now, whether you realize it or not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, look at somebody in this room. Find you somebody. Listen. 
I believe in being careful and using wisdom. I know COVID is trying to rear up its own. I don't even like to say the word anymore. I know it's trying to flare up a little bit. And as a church, we're going to protect and do the best we can. But we're still going to let God be God. And I'm going to preach and we're going to worship. So instead of touching somebody, look at somebody. Lock lock eyes with somebody real quick. Find somebody to look at. Come on. Don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. Just look at them. Don't touch them. Don't look at their clothes. Don't look at how they fixed their hair today. Look at them. Look at at what they've been through. Look at that sickness that almost took them out. Look at the lonely nights. They cried themselves to sleep. Look at where they could have been. Look at what could have happened. Look at what almost happened. Look at what people said would happen or would never happen in their life. I wanted you to look at them because I needed you to know what a miracle looks like. You're looking at a miracle. You're looking at a miracle. We're looking at miracles all over this room. Look back at him and say, I'm a miracle. We're a miracle. Hallelujah. You're looking at a miracle because if it wasn't for the blood, they wouldn't be here right now. If it wasn't for the blood, none of us would be here. The devil didn't want them here, but the hand of God is on them and they're still here. The blood is covering them and no weapon formed against them is going to prosper. Somebody shout, the blood, the blood. Come on, look back at them one more time. I need you to help me. Open your mouth and begin to pray for God's blessing to fall on them. Begin to plead the blood over their house. Plead the blood over their finances. Plead the blood over their children. Plead the blood over their marriage. Plead the blood over every affliction. Plead the blood over every disease. Plead the blood over every weakness. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you today. You're looking at a miracle. If the blood had not covered them, they would have died in the hospital. If the blood had not covered them, they would have died in the car wreck. They would have already had a nervous breakdown. They would have lost their mind. But somebody shout the blood, the blood. Somebody thank God for the blood. I've been through too much, church, not to thank Him for the blood. I could have been in jail. I could have been in the grave today, but the blood. I could have went crazy, but the blood, the blood, the blood. I just wonder today how many of you has Satan been trying to destroy lately? Is anybody bold enough to admit it and throw up your hand and say, Preacher, you're preaching to me. Pastor, you're preaching to me. Just keep that hand up a moment. Some of you that Satan's been trying to destroy here lately, lift that hand up. And if you're looking at around, look around. And I want everybody right now to, get through, to begin to declare Satan. Come on, say it, Satan. 
The blood is against you. The blood is against you. And this time, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Somebody praise the Lord. Satan, the blood is against you. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my finances. Get out of my mind. Get out of my church. Get out of my ministry. The blood. Get out of my business. The blood. 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 How many? How many of you in this room? Are believing God to save your children and your family. Lift your hand. Look at that. Look at that. Do you believe God's going to do it? Do you believe God can do it? He's done it before. For others, He can do it for you. He can do it again. Come on, keep those hands up right now. I want you to begin to praise God like it's already done. I wish you'd begin to praise God like you just caught a glimpse of that son or that daughter walk through that door leaping their way to the altar. See, you got to envision it. You got to have faith for it. You got to speak it. You got to declare it. Come on, somebody, begin to praise God like it's happening right now. Come on, put it under the blood, the blood, the blood. 